Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, I just want to issue a blanket trigger warning for probably the whole episode. We're going to be talking a lot about bullying and suicide, specifically child suicide. So um, if that's something that's triggering for you, I recommend skipping this episode or waiting until you're in a place where you can emotionally deal with the feelings that come up when we talk about those things. And I just want to give a shout out um, or a reminder of the National Suicide Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Okay, here we go. I had to take a deep breath. I've been really nervous about this episode because it's emotional and heavy and there's a lot of thoughts, feelings, and things that I want to share but also um, just that come with this topic, specifically for mothers of young kids. Living in Utah, we've seen a lot of child suicide due to bullying, especially recently. I think there's been two in the past year in like elementary age kids, which can feel really heavy. And as parents, I think we feel really lost and confused and we want to know the best thing to do to be able to help our kids. And so I just wanted to kick this episode off with sharing like my intention of being here. So even though I'm a therapist, I don't have anything magical to say that's going to make your child being bullied any easier or um, give you the magic formula for handling a bully or for helping your child handle a bully. There's a lot of resources and options and things I'm going to give. Um, But also I the podcast is going to talk about it from a wider perspective. And so just keep that in mind and keep in mind that my intention is good and to help and that I'm still a human. So I don't always word things perfectly or maybe say things in the perfect way. So I'm just asking for some grace in this heavy topic as we're talking about some hard things as parents. Um, I asked on my Instagram and the Facebook group, Um, It's called Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting. Paige and I run it if anyone is interested in joining. Um, I asked in that group questions about bullying and I asked on my Instagram. And so we're going to go through some of those. But I just wanted to share some things with you up front before we get into the questions. So one of the the first things I want to say is if you're in a situation where your child is being bullied, um, or you feel like they're being bullied, the first thing I would say that you should do is to check your own emotions and get support where you need to. Um, Bullying can be really triggering to parents, especially if it's something that they experienced when they were younger. And no one wants to see our kids hurt. Uh, No one wants to see their child hurting, especially emotionally, especially by peers. And some of the things that kids do to each other are horrible and awful. Um, and also some of the things adults do to each other are horrible and awful. So we'll get into that in a minute, but, um, checking your own emotions and getting your own support is the first step because 
a lot of times what can happen, and I've seen this a lot in therapy, is if you are super reactive to your child being bullied, your child picks up on that and they feed off your energy about it. When this happens, then two things. Our child either feels bad, they don't want to upset us. No one wants to upset their mom or dad. So they don't come to us and don't tell us about it or they minimize it, right? Um, And we're conveying to our child that this is a really big deal and they need to panic. Now, I'm not saying it's not a big deal because it definitely is, but I think when we come at it from like a calm, confident, I'm going to advocate for you energy and figure out what's going on, we're communicating to our child that we can handle their big emotions. Anything they're going through, we can handle. And it is not um, it is not something that needs to be super damaging to them, right? It's almost like, and I don't mean that like it's not damaging because it is, but sometimes when we amplify these things, we're communicating to our kids, oh, this is such a big deal. You're so traumatized by this. It actually can make them feel more traumatized than they would have. So letting them have the space to feel their own feelings and make their own um, judgments and and thoughts about what's going on and then being that safe space for them to communicate to you how they're feeling and then as the parent holding space for their emotions with them right letting them feel how they feel and helping them through those feelings right but then I just said right seven times I'm sorry and then being able to like go to the school or go to the other parent and advocate and communicate in a way that's calm clear and confident it helps your child see one that you care about them you're going to take care of of them and you can handle their big emotions so they can handle them too and if they see you communicate assertively to the school to the bully's parents to whoever then um they're saying like oh I can do that too so when people are in conflict with me or do things that cross my boundaries I can communicate to them in a respectful kind calm way and still convey my emotions and make sure um everything is taken care of so that's my first big like tip if something's going on with you this can be really hard because once emotions are involved in your kids like the mama bear comes out and I get that and I think that it's it's like survival instinct we all have it but sometimes when we lead with that it actually escalates situations or creates more problems um and so we don't want to do that for our kids and we don't want to and we want to communicate to them like we got this like this is okay we can handle this we're doing this together calmly confidently my next thing is personal responsibility um so some of this is about like making sure that like all of the responsibility for handling these situations isn't on the school schools are in a really tricky position because they have to look out for all the kids involved um even the bullies frankly and bullies and we'll get to this in a minute bullies have stuff going on because no one just like wakes up and becomes a bully Um, or decides, hey, I'm going to be a bully today. But we need to make sure our kids get the support, resources, and safety that they need. And we cannot rely on the school to do that. We just can't because the school's a system that's broken and worries and has to deal with too many other things. So this doesn't mean that you don't talk to the school or tell them what's going on or advocate for your child. This is exactly the opposite. It is your responsibility to do all these things, to talk about what your child needs, what's going on with your child, to share these things with them. And as much as we want teachers to be able to see everything, there's no way they can. They're overworked, underpaid, and they probably don't have the time or energy to 
keep track of every little thing going on in their classroom as much as they want to and their intentions are good. So remembering that, that and that there are resources outside of the school system for yourself and your child if needed. Um, support groups, therapy, classes, books, all sorts of other things that you can do at home to help your child. And if the school isn't And I say school because the majority of these things happen at school, right? Because we typically don't put our kids around people who are mean to them as parents, unless it's in the school system. If the school is not protecting your child or you feel like your child isn't protected, you can move your kids' schools. People do it all the time. And it's okay. It's okay to say like, hey, this environment isn't what's best for my child. This isn't what's working out. I've tried and we're going to find a place where my kid is safe. Because the number one thing we need to communicate to our kids is that they're emotionally and physically safe. And it, and that doesn't mean they will be safe 100% of the time. But if we can't solve those problems and get things taken care of at school, we need to take action on our own. The next thing is, this This is maybe where, where it gets, I get a little bit opinionated and hated, and it's the in-between is what I call this. So we have all of these kids that are, um, so we have a, a small group of kids who are bullies, right? And I hate that word because I feel like we're labeling those kids, but there's not really a better word right now. So... We have a small group of kids who are bullies, and then we have a uh, a group of kids who are victims of those bullies. I see kids in therapy all the time who are being bullied, and when I ask them, is this person mean to other kids, 99.99999% of the time, the kid is just mean to everyone. It's not specifically one kid, um, and sometimes they will find a few to pick on, but knowing that can help us see the bully from a place of empathy where we can say like, obviously there's something going on with that child that makes them want to be mean or hurt other kids. So we have this small percentage of people on either side, right? And maybe the the number of kids being bullied is a little bit larger than the actual bullies. And then there's all these in-betweener kids that Um, and and they probably know what's going on better than the teachers in the classroom. They know when someone is being mean to someone else, when someone's, um, picking on someone else, when someone's being really cruel, they know. And so part of our responsibility as parents in this generation is to teach our kids that to, to not tolerate this behavior in their friends and other people and to not be scared to stand up for people or to be assertive about what is going on. Because that is what will shift and change things. And and so we have, if we really want to address this issue and stop bullying, we have to teach our kids how to handle bullies, even when they are not the ones being bullied. And this goes into my next point, which is talking about these things before they happen. A lot of times we wait until something really bad has happened to talk to our kids about it and specifically with like sex, suicide, bullying, and drugs, we need to start having those conversations young and often. And they don't have to be super heavy, but they can be framed in a way that's like, hey, if you see someone not being nice to someone else, maybe you could stand up for them or be their friend or, you know, just having these conversations because this will not stop until we create a world where all the other in-betweener kids feel that it is totally unacceptable to let someone treat someone else in such a cruel way. 
And I know that there a lot of times there's fear involved of them then becoming the target or um, wanting to feel included so they join in. But we are responsible at home for teaching our kids those skills and values and creating environments where they can talk to us and say, yeah, I noticed so-and-so is being really mean to so-and-so. And we can talk about how they can help, what they can do, and um, how we can shift things in our world. And this leads me to how the hell are we supposed to do that if as adults we can't even be nice to each other? Seriously, like teaching your kids to be assertive, set limits, and be kind is super important, but what are we showing them? And when I'm saying this to you, I think that most people are probably like, oh yeah, I'm kind. I'm showing them that I'm kind. But have you been on the internet lately? People are so mean to each other. They're taking each other down for having different opinions, different beliefs, different views. As adults, we are the biggest culprit of bullying. And just because it doesn't happen in on a playground or in maybe our friend circles doesn't mean we're not doing it. TikTok, as much as I love the 15-second videos and scrolling, is awful. There are so many mean people on there picking apart other people's opinions, looks, parenting, and just outright attacking them. No wonder we have a bullying problem in our kids because it's in our fucking adults too. Sorry for the F word for anyone who got offended. We can teach our kids that not everyone's going to like them. That's okay, right? Um, I think we that's something we all need to learn. But we can also teach them that they don't need to tolerate being disrespected and that they can be kind to people that they don't like and we can be kind to people that we don't like. My main point is what I'm saying to you is that we can't be shocked about the bullying problem with our children when adults are caught up in bullying each other on the internet. Our kids learn through modeling. They learn through what they see. They learn through the vibes they pick up more so than what we say to them. So we can say, be kind, love everybody. But if you're on Facebook sharing stuff about, not that sharing stuff about politics is wrong, but like bashing other people or doing those things or not being willing to see or hear other people's point of view or attacking them for their point of view, then you are the problem. You are contributing to the problem. And the and you're not helping fix the problem. And even if you're not part of the problem, we all need to be part of the solution because it's all of our kids. It's all of their lives. It's all of their mental health at stake here. Um, We see these uh, heartbreaking stories of these kids getting bullied to the point where they commit suicide. And that tugs at, I think, every mother's heart. And in order to keep that from being your kid, you have to be the change. And, and we don't want to, and I'm going to tear up a little, we don't want to let those poor kids who were pushed to that point, we want th- their story, we want to carry it forward and have it mean something and be a change. And I know their parents feel the same way because they don't want any other child to have to go through the pain that their child went through. And until we as adults come from a place of love and acceptance and caring for each other and we model that in our homes and with our kids, um, nothing's ever going to change. 
So I know I didn't give you very many tips. I gave you some, but like that's what needs to change and that's where it needs to start. And when we have these conversations early and often, how, and we can tell our kids, when you talk to me about someone being mean to you or bullies, this is how I'm going to react so that they know and then they're not afraid to come to you to talk to you about it. Um, when we tell them like, this is what you should do if someone bullies you so that they know, and it's not something you find about, about four weeks later, because you've already talked about it. Sometimes we have the best intentions as parents. We want to put them in a bubble and assume that bad things will never happen to them. And, um, actually that's doing them a disservice because the more we prepare them for these hard things that happen in life, the more, um, equipped they will be to handle them and the less traumatizing those things will be. So I'm going to step off my soapbox and start answering questions. Okay. The first one is, what are the signs that your child is being bullied if they won't talk to you about it? This is where I would say if you notice a, a drastic, sorry, I can't say that word, shift in how they are showing up. If they are normally super outgoing and bubbly, they're isolating themselves. They get stomach aches at school. They're calling home from school all the time. They don't want to go to school. Um, they're trying to stay in bed sick. They're not their normal self and something changed suddenly. Like it wasn't a slow um, shift. I would definitely maybe ask them about bullying. A lot of times you'll see sickness related to school that parents know or feel isn't, um, not that it's not real sickness, but like it seems weird. That's usually when something's going on at school. And it's not always outright bullying. I think that's important. To, it's not always outright bullying. That's something to take into consideration as well. Sometimes it's like, Oh, when you start talking to them, like, when does your stomach ache start? And it's like, oh, well, after lunch or before lunch and lunch is where they have to see maybe a friend they're in a fight with, that's definitely connected. So, um, talking to them about that, saying, Hey, I noticed that you've been, you know, calling home sick a lot, or you haven't wanted to go to school, or you've been isolating in your room, or, you know, you haven't been as bubbly. Is something going on? Do you want to talk about it? I'm always here for you. Um, teenagers are hard because sometimes they only share what they want to share on their time frame, and that can be really difficult. And so my advice would be to show up when they are sharing and also to, if you don't have teenagers yet, to lay the groundwork so that those conversations feel more comfortable and easier when you get there, when they get there to that age. The next one is, is it okay? And I'm chuckling because, um, is, is it okay to go through your child's like phone and social media? Because that's where a lot of this bullying happens. And this is going to vary like based on parent decisions. Um, but I, yeah, I think you should absolutely know what's going on in your child's life and on their phone. And that includes like protecting them from, sites and things like that. But also, um, if your child isn't super open with you about what they're doing on their phone and not willing to like show you or share with you and you feel like something's happening, you have to decide what's right for you. And a lot of it does happen on the internet. There's all these pages. Like, um, I have a friend who found a bunch of pages that on Instagram and one of them, it's a middle school. And one of them was kids taking pictures of kids feet in the bathroom. And that's like, there's so many, um, or like kids eating. And there's so many like really kids having unlimited access to technology is never good because they don't have 
reasoning and they're impulsive and these things get created that are really damaging to people. So I would say just be aware of what your kid's on, what they're looking at, what's being put online. Um, but I can't tell you whether it's okay to go through your kid's phone or not. That's something that you have to decide as a parent. And I do believe in allowing our kids to have some level of privacy, but I also think that they need protection and safety and you have to find the balance that's right for you and your family. And sometimes that may be based on your relationship with your kid. If you have a kid super open with you, talks to you easily, shares everything that's going on in their life, you may not need to go through their phone right? Because they're already sharing. Um, but if you have a kid who's more closed down, it may feel like you need to do that just to make sure that they're being safe. So that one's like not a black or white yes or no situation. Um, the other one was like how to talk to your kids about the effects of bullying and like suicide, for example, specifically. And I know this was from a Utah mom because we've had a lot happen here. And I think think the best way to talk to kids about hard things is to just be straightforward about it um, in an age-appropriate way. So like I said, we don't need to go super into detail. We don't need to make it too heavy, but we do need to talk about how our words and actions affect other people and how other people's words and actions affect other people. And that's part of like being this change, teaching our kids to stand up for other kids or to not tolerate this kind of behavior because they know where it leads to and and that that feels important. So keep in mind like their age and development, but being really clear about these, these things can be really hurtful and damaging to people and have long lasting effects like into adulthood. Um, I can't tell you how many adults come into therapy and they were bullied in middle school and it has affected their lives in a drastic way. Um, so we need, um, cause it's such a, a formative time in development, um, being straightforward is the easiest way. And like, if you have a five-year-old, you're going to want to frame it a little differently than a 12-year-old. So, um, let's see. I, oh, with that too, I also think, like we said, we shy away from these big, heavy topics because we want to protect our kids from any sadness or fear. And so we, we want to do it in a way that's like supportive and loving, but also, um, real about what's happening in the world and in life. Okay. And this one's kind of just like a bunch of points. And I ended up having a discussion with this person on Instagram. She makes some really good points that I just want to like touch on and bring up. At what point do we label a child a bully? I see people using it with preschoolers. I know it's a trigger and bullying is never okay, but with younger kids, is it bullying or lack of tools to communicate themselves? Um, right. I I think, and we don't, That's why I don't like the term bully because I think kids, and it depends on the age, like, yeah, if you have a preschooler that's having some emotional regulation issues and their intent, I think intent is the the key here. Their intent isn't to like make other people feel bad about themselves. They just can't control their emotions. Then they absolutely should not be labeled a bully. And, and I would dare to even say that we should not even be labeling kids bullies or calling them bullies. I think we need to be talking about what's going on with that kid that makes them want to be mean to other kids. Is it emotional regulation? Is it they're not safe at home or they have stuff at home? Is it that they're witnessing bullying or domestic violence at home? Is it that they're deeply insecure and they don't feel loved or feel like they have friends? Because if you've ever like dug deep on what's going on with a bully, it's usually one of those things, right? Um, 
I have not met a kid that does not want to have friends and that does that likes being mean to other kids. There's always something else there. And so we have to be really careful with that because sometimes when we label kids, we're perpetuating the stigma of that and the label. label we label a kid a bully and he's in the headspace that that affects him enough that he's like, oh, well, everyone thinks I'm a bully, so I'm just going to continue to be a bully. Or then I'm going to do other things or cause more, whatever. So I think we need to, as a society, as parents, as a education system, as therapists, um, ask what we can be doing for these kids because they're hurting too. Hurt people hurt people. Everyone's heard that. So you don't wake up and decide to be mean and bash other people. You just don't. So what happened to them and what can we do to support them and help them heal so that they're not feeling the need to bully other people? And if they're a three, four-year-old, it probably just is. They need to learn some emotional regulation skills. And we don't want to label them something that's going to stick with them for a lifetime. Um, she, she also said, children in abusive households and domestic violence have a significant increase in being bullies and criminal activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we, a part of healing the world and making the world a better place for our kids is being kind to the bullies, right? And um, and helping them heal from whatever they did. And that does not mean they can't, they shouldn't be accountable. 100% kids need to learn consequences and that their words hurt and their actions hurt and to be accountable. And they also need help and love and kindness and support and empathy too. Um, next one. Do we accept certain kinds of bullying? We tell our kids not to bully, but then step on social media and see adults mocking, threatening, and harassing each other. I've seen adults bully the bully, all while saying be kind and no one should be bullied. This especially applies when a parent shares a story and I've watched adults attack and mock the bully who is a minor. It makes my my heart hurt. 100%. I Mic drop? It's perfect. Like, the way she stated it is perfect. We Empathy can be what drives us, but it also leads us to attacking and bullying other minors or kids and perpetuating this cycle, right? If a bully, quote unquote, feels alone and then we ostracize them, that doesn't solve the problem at all. It makes you feel better. It may, might, may make your kid feel better for like a hot second, but it doesn't solve the problem and it doesn't fix anything. So um, I think that's all my questions. I thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me go on my, my, my soapbox. I, I, my heart just hurts for any kid uh, labeled a bully or otherwise who, um, who is, or who is being bullied, who has to experience these things. And I know that it affects kids very deeply. And the best thing that we can do as parents is pour love and kindness into our kids through our words and actions and help them pour love and kindness into others. Because until we create a, a society where we're respectful of each other and it's unacceptable, nothing's going to change. And teaching your kids the the bystanders to stand up or to not tolerate or to tell or to support the other kid that's being picked on that then we're helping change the world I saw a, um, a quote today on Instagram and I'm just going to share with you it's about everything that's going on in the Ukraine um, 
which I mean is a whole other topic, but uh, let me find it. Okay, to the mothers, already stressed by the pandemic parenting, we're now frying your nervous system. Remember, gentle parenting is public service work. Confronting crying children, raising kind men, preventing trauma is activism. It is service to us all. No one benefits from your burnout. And her handle is at the mama attorney. So just take that with you and remember that. Like parenting your kids is the greatest thing we can do to change the world and impact the next generation. And if you're here and have made it this far, I know that you're already committed to that and I commend you. And so I want you to take a bath, take a break, drink some coffee, give yourself a pat on the back because you're here doing the work, facing the hard stuff in yourself and in the world around you to make the world a better place for your kids. And so I thank you and I commend you and I hope you all have a great week. Hey, it's Paige. If you or someone you know is looking for therapeutic services, I'm accepting new clients in Idaho over telehealth or in person. So go ahead and check me out at www.parentingwithpage.com, skim my bio, and contact me via the contact form. Talk to you soon. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.